This is the Al York Sports Show. So much to do in so little time. What's up, peoples? What's going on? Welcome to the Al York Sports Show, the Roundtable, CWN Sports, Zeno.fm, slash CWN Sports for the podcast. Got my boy here, Justin Yu, a.k.a. The Specialist. My man, we going to talk to them or what, man? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. going to talk to them? The they waiting, man. They waiting, man. All right, guys, you. listen, yo, we going we gonna to get right into it, man. The games is over, man. We're going to go right into the NCAA Elite Eight. Two great games yesterday. I mean, these games were really good. We're going to start with the Red Raiders beating the Gonzaga Bulldogs yesterday, 75-69. Number one seed. I had the Zags to win it all. I tell you, I'm the raw truth. I lost. My pick lost for the tournament. So now I can only hate on Duke because that was my actual team. So I'm going to hate on Duke like a... I can't say it on, on, on TV. I can't. But um, <laughs> 75-69, Red Raiders led by Jared Covers, 19, Matt Mooney, 17. Oh, oh, they beat the number one seed, Gonzaga. Talk to them a little, and then I'm going to talk right back right, right after you. That was an upset special. You know, the game was close. The whole game was close. Right, right, right. First half, Red Raiders, they were up. 37-35. Right. Halftime, it was close. I believe the line was... Minus, two points, two no. points for the first half. Yeah, yeah, minus five for the Zags for the game. For the game. Two for the first half, correct, and they it lost. pushed. Yeah, it pushed. It pushed, but they lost outright. Number one seed, upset special. Texas Tech, man, that defense was stifling. Yeah, yeah. Stifling. Yeah, they real, man. You know? You heard you heard what uh, Mark Few said before the game, right, which I think he shouldn't have said it. Right. He said the Red Raiders' defense is good against below-average teams. Right. That this one applied to the Bulldogs. And he was wrong, man. Well, and I don't look- think you give teams inspiration or you give them motivation. You don't supposed to give them nothing before a game. And he messed up. I don't know what he was trying to do, reverse psychology. But the Red Raiders end up winning the game. It backfired. And, and who yeah. you had in that game, Just? Did you I, have anybody? I had, I had Gonzaga. Oh, you had to use rolling with me with yeah, the Zags, right? With, with the Zags. I had the Zags making a deep run. But they got bounced, you know. You got to look at it this way. Gonzaga is in a weak conference. Right, Strength right. Strength of schedule, not even close to what these other teams are playing. True that. They're still left in the Elite Eight. Strength of schedule. So I can see how, how Mark Few was trying to pump him up. You know, he knew he had a tough game ahead of him, so he was trying to pump him up. He was trying to, to get face, him up. Yeah, to face that, that, that tough team, but... In the end... Yo, Red Raiders is for real, man. Texas Tech for real. Yo, that yep. Culver kid is for real. Yeah. Hachimura did good. He dropped 22. Brandon Clark, 18. Right. Josh Perkins hit 16. For the Bulldogs, who came up short. I'm very upset. I had them. Damn, I wanted them at least to make it to the Final Four, dog. Now, quick question before I get into the next game. Boilermakers and Cavaliers. Should Mark Few continue to run this ship for Gonzaga? I think he should. I think he just needs to, to find more pieces to the puzzle because, like I said, his strength of schedule, he's not playing the tough enough teams. But they do play some teams in a Hawaii tournament every Ooh. year when they get in these little tournaments. They get to face some teams. What, like St. Mary's? No, 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 no. They end up oh, playing Duke. The, the non-conference, right? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right, they end right, up right, playing right. Duke. So 
I know what you're saying on a regular basis. They're not right. going to compete against good teams. I mean, they're playing teams like Pacific, Mary's, you know, Pepperdine. You know, you ain't. Yeah, you're no not playing. Ain't making the, no noise. They're not playing the power conference teams. Yes, yes. Sure. You're not playing yeah. UConn or, you know, all the good teams. You know what I'm saying? And Carolina, none of them. But does he stay or go for you? No, he stays. He's I, earned he's earned he's earned my respect and oh, what he's man. done at Gonzaga. He can't win that tourney though, man. That's true, that's true. But listen, he just made it to the Elite Eight. Right, right. He he's been there before. He's been in the tournament every year. He knows the adjustments he needs to make. Maybe not rely as much on the the shooting and and try to focus on defense. Right, right, right. And maybe work in some interior rather than just focus on the... Oh, he had some bomb squads. Yeah, yeah. He had some bomb squads. I think he's just coming up short. And you know what I'm saying? Bottom line, he's just coming up short. And that's bottom line. Now let's go to the Boilermakers, Virginia Cavaliers. The Cavs were minus four and a half. Another good game yesterday. Oh, my God. Carson Edwards dropped 42 points on the best defense in the game. The kid just raised his stocks for the draft. The kid the went kid's off. He's a beast, man. Yes. He's a beast. Yes. Tony Bennett escaped another one. Your take on that game, bro? Well, it was a hard-fought hard fought game. You know, Purdue kept it neck and neck. It's an overtime game. That tells you what kind of team Purdue is, you know, to face the number one team in the country, Virginia, number one seed, you know, and and we knew going into the game it wasn't going to be a high-scoring game. It was right. going to be a defensive game. And that's what it came down to. Virginia's defense came through at the end, and Purdue just didn't have enough uh, firepower. Yo, Purdue could have closed. I mean, they yeah. could have this out a couple times. Yeah. You know, they, they had a three-point lead. They could have made it a four-point lead. Guy missed a shot, missed a foul shot. Virginia came down, made one out of two, got the offensive rebound. Right. Some lucky pass, just let it go, tie the game. Once it went into overtime, I knew it was a wrap. It was a wrap out of that. But salute, salute to the Virginia Cavaliers who definitely showing me that they belong. And the Boilermakers were real good this year. That's another team that ended up coming up short. And it was a great game, great for the NCAA March Madness because I haven't been seeing a lot of games like this here. So now, like I said, I think it's really going to start heating up, especially with the games today. That's Let's right. move on. That's right. Now we got two games today. We're going to give you all some leans. Yo, Raul, cut it out, man. Just cut it out, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going, oh, we're going to the 29-9 Auburn Tigers at the 30-6 Kentucky Wildcats. The Wildcats are minus four and a half. Now, I want you to tell the viewers who you like and who you're giving a lean to on this game. Your take. My lean is going to the Kentucky Wildcats. You know, right. Print. The game started already, but we're not looking at it. No, no, no. So we don't know what score it is or nothing. Yeah, yeah. The game already started, but we have no clue. Pre-game. My gut instinct is the Kentucky Wildcats. Auburn lost, arguably one of their best players on the team. Yeah, Chuma, up, Chuma Okoye. Putting up double-double yeah. numbers. I mean, that's a big loss for any team. Right, right. You know, for any team. And especially this late in the tournament, you got to have all your pieces together. You got to have. And that's, I think that loss is just, you know, it, it brings the morale of the team down. Right, right. They lose one of their best players. Yeah, you're gonna bounce back. So. I see him like a Draymond Green of Dub Nation. Of course, he's yeah. the heart and soul of the Auburn Tigers. Now, Tigers got some guys that can score. You know what I mean? They got some guys that can score, but he's the heart and soul. You know, 
You got Bryce Brown averaging 15.8. Jared, Jared Harper, 15.2. Now, Okoye's averaging 12.5, but he's a defensive present, offensive rebound present, and he's the hardest show of their team. But they're going to have to hit a lot of three-pointers this game consistently to win this game. Exactly. Now, exactly. it's possible because they've been doing it, but Okoye sneakily has been doing a lot of dirty work. Now you don't got a guy to do the dirty work. So where do you resume to? Who who you go to? And that's going to be their issue. Now, they got a guy named Danielle Purifoy, Horace Spencer, Anthony McLemore. None of these guys are averaging more than six points a game. That's who's going to back up Okoye. I think that's going to be the difference maker. Caleb Perry is not going to let Auburn Tigers beat him from the three when he knows that's their strength. Exactly. He's too good of a coach. He's going to make them play a different type of basketball game. And this is why I think Kentucky will prevail. Now, I don't know about the five. I would kind of go money line Kentucky. And it's going to be a little expensive. It might be two to one. But I, I won't lay the five. I think they could probably win by about four or five points. You know, maybe Max, they'll blow them out. But I think it will be a close game still. Because the books need Auburn to cover. Right. And you know how that happens to work out. <laughs> so I'm happens, Kentucky yeah. money now, like on that, give them a lead and then we, we'll keep it moving. I'll go with Kentucky with the points. Like I said, they just lost one of their leading scorers, right. rebounders. And that kind of loss, I don't think they can recover from. So I'm taking Kentucky with the points. And Calipari, one of the best coaches out there, leading Kentucky to the Final Four and covering the spread. Wow. You heard that. Now we go on to another game. This is the game y'all all waiting for. I've been waiting for it. 32 and 5 Duke Blue Devils versus the 31 and 6 Michigan State Spartans. Shishesky, Izzo, Spartans, Blue Devils. What else can you ask for? But one thing, let me let me let me enlighten them real quick. Izzo lost seven straight times to the Blue Devils. And in the last 12 games. He's 1-11 against the Blue Wow, Dallas. wow. That has to mean something. I know a lot of y'all might be out this year is different. I don't know, man. I think when you got somebody number, man, you got their number, man. Exactly. They got Duke minus two. As much as I like the Spartans, I don't think Duke exit out in this game here. I, I don't think Duke's going to win it all. But they won two incredible games Late tips that didn't happen for the opposing team. Some heart-stopping Something's games. telling me when yeah. you win games like that, you're going to at least make it to the chip. I <laughs> mean, that's right. just the way I look at it. I see Duke prevailing. Too much Zion Williamson. R.J. Barrett's going to do what he has to do. You know, Cassius Winston is nice, averaging 18.8. Joshua Lang for 15 points. But I just think too much Blue Devils. I, I'm going to lean on Duke, man. Who you got on this one, brother? I'm going to have to disagree with you. I'm going to go with the Michigan State Spartans. You're going with the Spartans? With the upset. Right. And breaking the curse <laughs> of that long line of losses. I mean, I did my research last 10 games against Duke head-to-head. One and nine. That's not good. But I think Michigan State pulls no, up. Like one and 11. Okay, in that's 12 last games. 10. 12. Yeah, that's yeah, last 10. Let's keep it on. That's even worse. That's even worse. The percentage is even worse. But I'm going with the upset. I mean, I, I just seen some things in the last two games for Duke. Like you said, they were so close. Honestly, I think UCF should have beat them. 
Definite. Virginia Tech definite should have taken them to overtime, and they might have won the game as well. Yeah. Hokies. So, Hokies playing them yeah, good, too. Yeah, so I'm going to ride with, with Michigan State with the upset. You're going with the Spawns and Izzo? Yeah. It's not yeah. a bad pick, but I just think, I, I don't know, I just think Duke prevails. They go to the next level. He likes the Spartans to prevail. Now, that's not to say I'm not going for the Spartans, but I, my heart tells me Duke would advance, and I got to go with my heart That's right. more than anything. And, guys, we're going to be right back. Don't go nowhere. We got some bills to pay. Raul, fuck all that freezing shit, man. I'm going to get back to y'all. <laughs> Stay on, because I'm going to give it to y'all, man. All right. We'll be right back. All right, all right, we right back, man. Enough with the games. Let's get right back into it. Justin, you got an update there on the basketball game? Yes, sir. I have Kentucky Wildcats up nine points, 27 to 18, with four minutes and 47 seconds left in the first Y'all half. Y'all heard that Wildcats up, man. I'm telling you, that'll call you guy being out is huge for Auburn, man, huge. So, Justin, this is the part a lot of people waiting for. I know my man Raul's waiting for this. We had three UFC fights yesterday, two undercars, one main event. Yes. You went two and one, which is 75%. Your record's now five and two on the Al York Sports Show, which is also 75%. If y'all do the math, y'all gonna know that's 75%. <laughs> so we're gonna start right off with uh, Josh Emmett, who was a minus 120 winner for you yesterday. I mean, I don't know if the line moved, but uh, we had it at minus 120 when we gave it out. Give him a breakdown on the first fight. Yeah, it's crazy. That, that's a crazy fight because he actually became an underdog at fight time, plus 105. Right, right. So everyone was leaning to Michael Johnson. Right. Who's understandably so, you know, two-fight two win streak, Emmett coming off of a knockout loss. So we, we needed to see if he was going to bounce back. And so I thought he was going to bounce back. that much? Yes, yes. That's a $25 yeah. move. That means... Everybody went on the other guy. Exactly, exactly. Damn, that's crazy, bro. And watching the fight, you know, Michael Johnson did his thing. He was in his groove. He was he was the faster fighter. I give the first round to Emmett. Right. Second round to Johnson. So it came down to the third round. And there was no... There was no... Uh, <laughs> he knocked the guy. He knocked Michael Johnson out. Laid so him out? Laid him out. Put him to sleep. In the third round? Third round. Wow. So... So that you're already counting money right there, Exactly. Right? Now, let me ask you something. Did you put more money into it, or you just left it at the minus 120? I had him at minus 120 straight. Right. Had him on a parlay already. So you, didn't, you didn't benefit off that plus 105? I didn't, per se, but I think right. the late betters, if they did, right. plus 105. Nice. Underdog win. Okay, that's it. We got yeah. one out the way. One out the way. Now, the second fight was Jack Hermanson, minus one and a quarter. Uh... Talk to the man. Uh, name me something Jack did that told you that you already knew he was going to win this fight. Like, why did, you, why did you take Jack out the gate and then tell him how did he win the fight? So Hermanson, small, under, uh, small favorite, minus 125. Yeah, buck and a quarter. So he was going as a favorite on the, at the books going right. into the fight. Now, did that close out at the same price? Uh, it closed out at the same price. Okay, okay. But in my mind, I thought he was the underdog. David Branch... More experience, you know, contender for the title at 185, but he's coming off of a loss. Hermanson was on the upswing, two fights in a row he's won. Right. So I thought I gave him the benefit of the doubt, younger cat. Right. On the rise, submitted David Branch in the first round quick. 
Damn, within the quick work of him. Quick work. Damn, Quick son. work. Yeah. So that was like easy money. And Branch is no slouch. Brazilian right. jiu-jitsu black belt right. got submitted. So that shows you the fight game. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. It's like a football game. All right, guys. So y'all got those two winners yesterday. Hopefully y'all guys cashed out on that. Now, the only loss was the main event. Man. Which I was hoping we went 3-0. and When I say we, really you. But since you messing with me, I'm trying to get a little credit for it. <laughs> Fight of the night for sure. Yeah, yeah, Fight yeah. Barbosa. Sure. Barbosa. Uh, what, what should he have done differently in your book? Because you said he got ice. Like, what should he have done? Like, what, what, what could he have done? Listen, T-Bone, I see you, baby. Straight out the gate, he was throwing leg kicks. And his leg kicks are like a baseball bat right. hitting you. So why, why shy away from that game? His leg kicks were working. Keep the distance. Justin Gagey, a brawler, known for his knockouts, highlight reel, brawl-style brawl fights, fight of the night, you know? So you don't want to stand toe-to-toe with this kid. You got to stay right. on the outside. Barboza, Muay Thai specialist, kickboxer. Stay on the outside. Make it a kickboxing match. Don't get in a brawl. One, who, who's higher ranked in this fight? Barboza was sixth ranked in the lightweight division. Right. Justin Gagey on his heels at eighth, eighth ranked. Oh, so they were basically similar. Yeah, but Barboza's had the harder fight. <coughs> you know, fought Khabib, who we all know. Right, right. The champion. Fought the champion. Khabib, five rounds. Khabib the one that dog Conor McGregor. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know, he took Khabib five rounds. So that's showing the guy's toughness. Right, right. He can well, hang and all that. But one punch ended the night, and he was a favorite. So give it up for the underdog, Justin Gagey. Right, there we go. We went 2-1. and one. Tell you, we don't lie, man. We ain't just going to bring out winners like some cats I know. You know what I mean? They just talk about they winners. They never mention a loss. We don't do that on the Al York Sports Show. Man, we, we keep the raw keep truth, man. Keep it real. The raw truth. Okay, so now, good work on that. We're going to change topics. We're going to the MLB. Oh, baby, baseball is baseball back, Baseball season is baseball back. Baseball is back, and yes, my sir. Yankees are looking better than ever, man. Felix Guzman, you just got to praise us, man. Stop hating, man. Yo. <laughs> hey, the Mets looking good, too. No, the Mets got a squad. They started out 2-0. <laughs> and But, you know, they started out, I think, 11-1 and last year. And then they both sank real quick after that. Yeah, I like their squad, man. They but got they got, some, a, yeah, they got, they got nice pickups. They got uh, some beasts on that team. Phillies look really good. If Phillies can get yes, any sir. pitching... You know, they got to get a lot of work from uh, for Pavetta. Arietta's got to step up. You already know Aaron Nola's going to do what he got to do. They picked up McCutcheon. Right. They picked up Bryce Harper. Real Muto. Phillies look like they they about to really get it popping yeah, this Har- year. Harper hit his first home run last night for oh, the uh, he Phillies. Went, dog. He, okay. He, dog, he went up okay. a deck on them, dog. I mean, I'm not a Bryce fan, but damn, he lost that, man. Well, he got to do something for that money, right? Exactly, exactly. He's got to earn it. He's got to earn, earn it. Now, who you like as far as the uh, the American League? I know it's early, but who you like as far as they can do some work? We're not going to be talking about who's going to win it all. It's way too early for that shit. Who you like to make some noise? Well, you know, you got the perennial contenders. I mean, you got to give it to, who is it? We got these guys right here? Yeah. So we got Red Sox always, you know, they're always in the hunt, defending <coughs> champions, you know. You, know, you gotta, never sleep on the Red Sox. Got to give it up for the Yankees with never the people they picked up. Right, right. You know, Red Sox re-signed Eovaldi. That's yeah, that, big. That was big for them. You know, Yankees got a, a lot of a lot of talent, 
LeMayhew, Adovino, Loaded, man. Paxton. Oh, Who stop. Who else they got in the bullpen, stop. man? The pitching is No, we already fire. had cats in the bullpen. We, you know what I mean? Right. We got Zach Britton over there, Batances, Chapman, Green. Dog, we loaded. All, all we really needed, like I said, if we would have got Jacob DeGrom. It's a wrap. It'd have been a wrap, a wrap, but we didn't. Mets yeah. resign him. Let's move on. But good for who them. You, good for them. Who, but who do you like in the American League? Like, like I said, to make damage right now. I mean, to me, it's it's too early to know, you know. No, but who you like that? Not to win it all, just that's gonna right out the gate start off real good. You, you said Boston. Yeah, I'll stick with Boston. You, you know, stick with Boston. <laughs> you can't go wrong with the powerhouse like Boston. Right, right. Seattle looks pretty good, but it's early. Right. But I like what they got over there. They, yeah. you know, they mixed up some stars over there. Of course, I like what the Yankees did. Uh, I don't like what the Halos did. Halos just basically re-signed Mike Trout. They're just trying to just get money in the organization. But in, in um, National League, I like what the Mets done. Yeah. I love Milwaukee. I think the Brew Crew is set to make a run. Uh, I think the Brew Crew right now are better than the Dodgers. Right now, they're better than the Dodgers on, on, on paper. On paper, and, I and agree. In on paper, I, I agree. I mean, the Dodgers lost, like I said, they lost about three to four key hitters yeah. from pre to camp to Machado. And they also lost the pitcher, Alex Wood. So that really hurt the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. And, and, yo, Milwaukee is stacked. Atlanta <laughs> Braves is stacked. Atlanta Braves picked up Josh Donaldson. If they could get anything out of Josh Donaldson, and they picked up McCann again. They might turn it back. The yeah, Braves yeah. might so turn it back. Braves, though, the yeah. National League is stacked. The Mets did they thing, but they ain't the only team that did they thing. A lot of other teams. Yeah. Welcome MLB back. Welcome baseball back. Baseball heads, baseball fans. We back with baseball. And with that, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back. We got some bills to pay. Don't go nowhere. What up, what up, peoples? Listen, man, y'all got to go to Zeno.fm slash CWN Sports to catch the rest of the show. I have to do this. I got, you know, I got to listen to my boss. It's always a pleasure seeing y'all, talking to y'all. Please get on the podcast. Like I said, Zeno.fm slash CWN Sports. I love y'all. Hit me on the podcast. We'll get right back to y'all. Stay up, LES, Las Vegas. Yeah, man. We right back at it, dog. Uh, we're going to go right into the playoff picture. Um, Eastern Conference, Western Conference. I'm going to start off with the Eastern Conference, Milwaukee Bucks. We're going to go one through eight. Okay. The Bucks are 57 and 19 in first. Toronto, 54 and 23 in second. Phillies at 49 and 27, third. Boston Celtics, 45 and 32. I'm not going to go all the way down. You got a picture of what I'm saying. Who do you like in the Eastern Conference and what they doing as of right now? Well, as of right now, he just gave the top eight in right. the Eastern Conference. Um, top four, really. I didn't want to go through all of it. It gets boring, but I get the top four. Again. You know, I, like, you like? I really like the Bucks. You know, they have a solid team. Right. A lot of young talent. You know, all-around good players. Giannis, you know, the freak. Oh, I love the he's Greek a, he's freak, a, he's baby. He's a beast, you know. Greek freak. You know, the scoring. Scoring's not going to be a problem. It's just fine-tuning the defense and then just staying healthy, you know, staying healthy through the playoffs. Um, I like the 76ers. They've got all the position players they need. Right. 
You know, if Jimmy Butler can keep uh, his head on his shoulders and lead that team, then uh, they should make a deep run. The two things I don't like about the Sixers, one is okay. that Joe Enby is constantly, in he's constantly injured. He's injury prone. Right, 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 right. And another thing I don't like about them, they can't beat the Raptors or the Celtics for whatever reason. Some kryptonite right yeah, there, Yeah, huh? so they just, like, they, both those teams got their numbers, and plus the MB factor, you know, it, it, it's tough. But I love this team. I love their makeup. Yeah. I love their makeup. They actually got a makeup to k get out the East. Yeah. But you got to beat these teams that got your number. Right, right, right. You got to beat these teams. So anybody else you like in the East, or you just like Milwaukee? Yeah, I mean, I they are the number walking. one seed. You ain't really telling us nothing. <laughs> yeah, give, give us give us a dark horse. Give us a dark horse. Well, I one, gave you one. Eight. I gave you, you know, 76ers I think might make a little bit of a push. Okay, and okay, maybe, three. I'll consider that a dark horse. Maybe in the in the in the bottom half, we might have a surprising, surprising team in the Nets. Right. You know? Right. Brooklyn's tough. They're gonna Brooklyn's get tough. Brooklyn's tough, out. man. I mean, they're not gonna make noise, but I can see them making somebody work to the next level. Yeah. Where they take a lot out of them. I mean, as of now, they gotta play the Raptors, right? They're seated. Seventh right now. Yeah. So they'd be up against the Raptors. Yeah, so that's, 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 that's tough. A, that's tough. That's, yeah, Kawhi Leonard and company. That's an uphill battle. So Marcus, so you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. That might be a little too much. If you the Nets, you might want to get Philly. But yeah, they but play I, Philly pretty good. But I seen the Raptors. You know, they, they've lost some games they shouldn't have lost in the, in the regular season, which tells me a couple things. You know. Right, right. You shouldn't be losing to to certain teams. Yeah, but what I notice is. Those games they lost, I've seen a lot of those games. Either uh, one of their stars was out. Out, okay. Now they're blowing teams out because now what they're doing, they're letting everybody play right before the playoffs. So they're they conditioning them conditioning, for the playoff yes, run. Yes, playoff yes. run. Gotcha. So um, who you like in the, in the Western Conference? Then I'm going to give you who I like after you finish from both sides. I mean, you, you can't go against, you know, the Warriors. Dub Nation. You can't go against Dub Nation, number one. So that's my number one pick in the Western Conference. Right. You know, I like I like what the Rockets are doing. Right. A little bit of a push at the end of the season. They starting to look like the Rockets. Yeah. Because early in the year, I gave out a video stating that the Rockets were my second or third best team in the NBA. Right. And it was making me look real bad. <laughs> but right now, yeah. they basically top three, top four throughout the NBA. Yeah. The way they playing right now with James Harden, a.k.a. the bearded one, yes. on a massive rampage. He's, he's trying to get that MVP. He's trying. Yeah, yeah he's, he's really trying. trying. He dropped 50, I think, yesterday. This guy's really going nuts. So, again, you like Dub Nation and your dark horse will probably be what, Houston? Yeah, I like Houston. I like Houston as a dark horse. I mean, the bottom half of the Western Conference doesn't really appeal to me. Right, right, right. You got the Jazz, Clippers, Spurs, and Thunder. I don't think they're really going to make any noise in the playoff yeah, they, time. The, the top tier teams are just too good. Too good. And then in the seven-game series, you know, you really going to have to beat them. And maybe at a five-game series, they had a chance, but not a seven-game series. Exactly. Because they always say a seven-game series always shows the better team. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I'm going to make mine real quick. Eastern Conference, I'm going to stick to the fourth seed, which is a real dark horse, unlike Justin you that like them top three teams. <laughs> what can I say? I'm going to go with the Boston <laughs> Celtics. I don't think. Okay, they haven't not such a good year as of right now. They're 45 and 32, but I just feel like in a seven-game series, they can beat anybody. I mean, realistically, not statistically, right. realistically. Right. You know what I mean? And, and I just think when Kyrie Irving and them are all going to take it to another level when the playoffs start. 
So that's my team coming out the East. And if I got a dark horse, a dark horse to be a higher ranked team would be Toronto, number two Toronto. Okay. But I really like Boston to come out. Okay, that's your conference. underdog. You got yeah, I like Toronto Celtics. to come out just like okay. Kawhi Leonard, Marcus Shaw, and, and if Kyle Lowry does anything, they're going to make some noise. Now, in the right. Western Conference, you got to go with the champions, Dub Nation. Dub Nation been doing what they've been doing, handling their business, adding Boogie Cousins. Ain't nothing like adding another Prementu Hall of Famer, <laughs> All-Star, et cetera. And they playing with people right now. They got a record of 51 and 24, and they toying with people. Because once the playoffs start, it's a whole other game. My man, they're going to be on that next level. They're going to be cleaning teams up, That's bro. right. That's right. Cleaning them. And my dark horse in the Western Conference, I have to go with the bearded one in company. Houston Rockets are looking really good, and I hate to say this, but I think they got enough to beat Dub Nation. I'm not going to pick them against Dub Nation, but they got enough. They proved it last year when they was one game out with two games left. Now, I know you might go, yeah, but Boogie Cousins wasn't there. Right. I understand that. Chris Paul didn't play two of those big games either. Yeah. yeah. So you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So anything can happen there. Yeah, uh, the firepower is there. You know, Houston Rockets have the offensive right, right. game going. Harden's dropping 30-plus points per game. Right. You know, going for the MVP. But I think they need to tighten up their defense, and Harden needs to limit his turnovers. Definitely. What I've noticed is he's turnover-prone. That's if he can point. limit that, If he can limit that in the playoffs, they can give him. And he's got to start going one on five. <laughs> one on five. This guy goes on. Yo, this guy. It's a I team mean, game, though. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> one on, yeah, he, he goes one on five. Oh. He, like, he doesn't need nobody. Right, right, right. And right, you right. got four other players right. involved, though. Exactly, exactly. But I understand what he's doing now because he's trying to get the, you know, the scoring. He, he wants to solidify the highest right. score in the league so he can get the MVP, right. which is me ball. He's playing a lot of me ball. But when they play as a team with Chris Paul, you know what I mean, Capella, Etc. Right. Baby Doc Rivers, they are a good team. They are really team that they, they such they such a good team. Like I said, they can actually win it all if they press the right buttons. But he got to stop being I agree. greedy. He got to stop I being agree. greedy. Okay, another news: Juices Nurkic broke broke the hell out of his leg, dog. It like nasty, snapped. nasty like injury. in half from yeah. the shin area. Nasty injury. Third best play on the Blazers. Best big man on the Blazers. Without a doubt, uh, yes. I had them actually, right now they're number four. They were going to play number five Utah as of right now. But there's about six games, five games left. Mm-hmm. So anything can still happen. But I had them coming out the first round, winning the series at the Rose Garden. But I don't know if I got them still coming out right now without Nurkic because Nurkic is huge for them at center. Now, I know you mentioned they got some nice backup. They picked up Cantner from the Knicks. Who's a crafty veteran who played with OKC last yeah. year? Oh yeah, real good player. And then they also got Zach Collins from the Zags. Yes, that he hasn't got a lot, a lot of light because of Nurkic. So his numbers ain't gonna prove to you what he's capable of. And he's young. He's young. This is what his yeah, but, second, but, but third Zach year. Zach was in the on the Knicks with somebody who averaged like 15 easy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. But your take on if the Blazers will get out? And what's the damage Nurkic not being there is going to cause the Blazers? Well, it's definitely a big loss. You know, he was averaging 16 points per game, 10 rebounds. He was getting double-double every game. But I believe they have enough tools as backups 
Zach Collins, Myers Leonard's there too. You said he's a three-point shooter. Yeah, he likes to shoot a lot of lot okay. of threes. You know what I'm saying? He's okay. not your, you know what I mean? He's not your direct Typical big man. Big man. Yeah, yeah, right, right, not, right. You know what I'm saying? But the X factor, Ina but Cantor. But I do like Cantor. Cantor. Cantor is nice. 11 points per game, eight, eight rebounds a game. Cancer is nice. He did a lot he with OKC step up. He needs to step backing up. up Adams last year. Yes, he year. did. Yes, he did. So, you know, Cancer is nice. So, But you like them getting out the first round? I like them getting out the first round. They even if they, even if they meet up with Utah? Yeah, I believe Utah, so. Utah, the tough out. Oh, they beat OKC last yeah, year. Yeah, you know, you got round. Gobert in the, in the post. You know, he's, he's a beast in the post. But I think Utah. Rubio's starting to play, too, a little bit. See, Utah's one of those teams, though. They can't play on the road. I like Portland. Yeah, they're better home team, yeah, right? I, Wait, I mean, so are the Blazers, but I give Blazers the edge. So. Yeah, because they got the home field advantage yeah. as of now. As of now. But that could flip-flop. Right, right, right. The four Put it like this. Yeah. If that flip-flops, Portland's definitely going home. Yeah. They're yeah. definitely going home. Yeah. But if it stays as it is, you like Portland to advance. Like Portland I'm still going to gonna say Utah will probably still won and win the series. I think Nurkic is okay. a big loss, man. Okay. I really think he's a big loss. So, um, don't go nowhere. We're going to be right back. Stay tuned. We're going to give it to y'all. CWN Sports. Zeno.fn, CWN Sports. Let's get it. We'll be right back. We got some bills to pay. What's going on, baby? Welcome back to the round table. I'm here with the uh with Justin Yu, the specialist. I almost called you something else. I don't know why, but the specialist. <laughs> that have been a huge mistake on my end. Okay, so let's get back. Give us an update before we continue, buddy. Yeah, an update in the uh, NCAA, University of Kentucky, 35, Auburn Tigers, 30 at halftime. Okay, we got a ball game. Yeah, we do. Tiger, Tigers yeah, we came do. back. Auburn Tigers came back. We got a ball game. That's now, right. let's, let's go to the ice, man. We haven't been, you know, giving no love on the ice, man. Uh, got to show some love to the Vegas Knights. Yeah, yeah, we got it. We got it. We, the Vegas Knights made it to another playoffs. They've proven to the city, the world, that they're not a fluke. Uh, as of right now, they're 42 and 30. They're in the playoffs for a fact, right? They yes. Already, they already solidified their spot. 100%. Yes. Okay, what spot they on? Do you know that off the top? No, but I know they're playing the San Jose Sharks in San Jose. So oh, so they got to play the Sharks again. Yeah, they got to play the Sharks last again. Year. I remember them. I went to one of those games. That's they went right. two to one. And they just wow. played last night. They played last night, too. So we already know what to expect. They're, right, right. There's a couple fights. They're very... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, they're going that, at it, you know? So that's going to be a series. It's going to be they're a gonna series. They're going to be going crazy at the yep. T-Mobile. But like I said, they're not a fluke. Nope. I thought there was a fluke, you know, first team, you know, first year out. I figured the league wanted them to win. Everybody, Everybody kind of helped did, them. Yes, yes. But now they've proven they belong. Exactly. Talk to the people. Let them know what's going on with the Vegas Knights. Huh? Justin. Well, the Vegas Knights, you know, they started falling off towards the end of the season. They've yeah, lost, something like a five-game losing streak. They've right? lost five in a row, you know. Can't knock them, though. Marc-Andre Fleury, their uh, starting goalie, he's out. He just had a child. Congratulations, you know, mm-hmm. Marc-Andre. You know, take care of business before you got to take care of business in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So we got Subban in the goal. You know, he had a shutout, but he went downhill after that. Right, Five right. Five in a row. You know, they should have won last night. You know, they had a crazy statistic. Golden Knights, up after two periods, are 27-0-2. Dang. 
And that's like since they started a franchise, right? Uh, well, that's just this year. This year. This well, year. that's just this year? This year, yeah. Did you get the overall by any chance? I'm just not curious. Not the overall. I didn't yeah, I'm just sense. curious. It does, it's not important. But they were leading after two periods last night in San Jose, and they lost the game. Wow. And ain't it, ain't it ironic how when they start mentioning that stuff? Oh, yeah. It goes down. It's almost like a yeah. field goal kicker. Every time they go, he's 27 straight field goals. He's going for 28. <laughs> he jinxed them. I can <laughs> guarantee you, like, no lying. At least 50-50, that guy's missing that kick. It's like, it's like when you're shooting free throws. Yeah. This kid never misses. Yeah, 61 in a row. 61 in a row that, you know, rolls right off the rim. <laughs> so right. thanks to the people that jinxed them. Uh, but they are, they were 27 with a 27 0 2, which is very spectacular. Right. But I, Justin, you do they get out the first round? Talk to the people. Do the Vegas Knights get out the first round? If they're healthy going into this, this uh, matchup, they get out of the first round. They steal one game in San Jose. Dude, that's what I want to hear. I don't want to just hear they're healthy. Tell me why. Because we have. I think we have San Jose's number. Listen, San Jose was on a seven-game losing streak going into last night. Right. So that goes to show they're not all that. They're not all there too. Okay. And we have Mark Andre. Yes, yeah, so both of them back. are like going, going a little down here, right? Exactly. The exactly. Okay. And I believe San Jose has more injuries. We'll have Mark Andre back for the playoffs. All of our guys are healthy. We're gonna make a push for that Stanley Cup. Wow. That's the next question. And T-Mobile's hard to play in. That's the next. T-Mobile's hard to play in. Yeah, but when you start off in the first round on the road, yeah, it's a bad luck. See, last year they had a couple of them rounds at home. Right. And but I think I think this loss last night will light a fire under them, and the coach is gonna tell them like, you can't lose to these guys. We just lost right. to them. But you think they got enough to steal one? You see, but even if you steal one in the playoff, you gotta win every home game. Right. So you can steal one, but then you get one stolen from you. My question to you is, do you I know you I know you're a big Knights fan. You got the shirt on and everything. You love <laughs> them. You go to their games. Right. Take the love out of it. Do you really see them trying to make an effort to win it all this year? Yes, I don't see 100%. it. Hundred percent. I do. I do. You did? I yeah. don't see it. It's not that I don't got faith in them. I just think they they shot their load last year. <laughs> yeah, I think they shot their load. I think they're gonna come up short. Maybe the Sharks take them out. I think if they get through the Sharks, to me, it would be a victory for them. For I the agree. Season. I agree. Like, I'm just being as down as I could be. So, your take before we go on to the next subject, bro. What you want to talk? What you, I want to hear what you, what you exactly yeah, think. Yeah, you know, I like, I like the Knights. They've had, I think they've had it in the past, San Jose's number, like you said, last year. They bounced them from the playoffs in convincing fashion, you know. Right. I don't know what what did they beat them like three to one three games to one or four games to one could have been like four to one four to two but all games like pretty tight right 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 you know what I mean a yeah. lot of those games were tight you yeah. know what I'm saying so but what I'm saying do they have enough take your heart out of it to win it all and you said yes I think so wow I think so I think they'll put it together and make a nice run in the playoffs because they've been there before right they made it to the the championship last year. So and got smoked in the finals, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stanley Cup. <laughs> Let me use the proper wording. Stanley Cup. Past is the past. Back. New season. Okay. Back to the playoffs. They're going to turn it up. Go Knights, go. Okay. All now, right. real fast, before we go into our next break, uh, we got football news. Nice yeah, big pickup by yes. the Philadelphia Eagles. They picked up um, 
Jordan Howard from the Chicago Bears, a running back that was unhappy. Yeah, he was unhappy with the Bears. He wasn't getting the you know the, the run he wanted to get. Right. They limited his touches. So this is a perfect fit because the Eagles they don't really need a running get. back. But look what they got in the in the backfield. They got Josh Adams, who's basically a substitute. Corey Clement, who right. comes in on third downs. Wendell Smallwood, who played a lot when Ajayi got hurt. Right. So they got a bunch of second, third, you know, third and every guys. No yeah. number one rusher. And Jordan Howard fits right in there. He will get his touches. Now his average per carry has gone down. He's his career is four point two. He went down to three point seven. Okay. You know, but I think he's gonna be real good for Carson Wentz and company. Help them move the chains. Real fast before we go on break, your take. And the trade was for a 2026 round pick, which is conditional. So I think this is an all Eagles win here. Because all they got to give up is a six round pick for Jordan Howard. But that's to tell you how disgusted the Bears were with him. They didn't want to deal with him, that they right. basically gave him away. Right. And the Bears is a good squad. They are. The Bears they is are. a good, good team. Both of them are good team. I think they both kind of equal right now, to right, be honest. Right, right, right. But real fast. Your voice on the trade, and then we're going to go on break. No, I think the Eagles made a great, great trade, or great pickup, yeah. you know, fill the gap that they needed. Right. Huge but, gap. But in the overall scheme, I don't think that the way the team is built, that they're going to make a deep run. You know, Carson Wentz needs to really show us something this year. Yeah. Well, you he's know? been showing before he got injured. Right, 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 right. And then they picked up the, the, the Sean Jackson. Right. Which I understand he's in his latter part of his years of playing, but he's still a force. He still, still will be a force with Aguilar over there. So they are still really That's good. That's right. You act, if Jordan Howard could do anything he did with the Bears a couple years ago, then they got something they going. They can free up the passing lanes. And their uh, defense is solid. Yeah, free up defense. the passing lanes. Yep. There we go. There we go. Okay, guys. So there you go, your NFL update. We'll be right back. Don't go nowhere. <clears throat> All right, right, right. We right back on the round table. Last segment of the day. Hope you guys are enjoying it. Like I said, go to Zeno.fm slash CWN Sports. If you're on Facebook, it's already there. Just press play. Now, give us an update before we go to our next topic, bro. All right. Kentucky Wildcats, 37. Auburn Tigers, 35. Oh, wow. 5-1-0. They, they were down 37. Yeah, down second half, 18 minutes left. Wow, the Tigers are fighting, man. What a game. What a fighting game. Fighting Tigers, man. Okay, now we're going to go to one of our favorite topics of the day. Out of the box, I can't wait to hear what my partner Justin you has to say about this right wait, here. Wait, wait, hold on. Let me ask you a question first. Right. Out of the box right now, let me ask you a question. Yeah. You got this outfit on. Let me work. Right, right, right. What does that mean? What does let me work mean, Al? Oh, let me work? You know how that phrase came about? How did it come about? Every time I'm home and I get situated and tuned in to start working is when my phone start going off. So my favorite saying would be telling people, listen, man, I'm working, man. You got to call me after, man. I'm working. So I decided, you know what? Let me work, man. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, let I me like work, that. man. I just want to work, man. Call me after I'm done working, not during I'm working. It almost feels like certain people don't want me to work. 
<laughs> so let me work, I man. feel you, man. Let that me happens work. to me, too. Okay, let's go to our topic. I, I appreciate you. you bringing that up, man. I like we the light of, we I like light that. The, we enlightened the listeners. Okay, out of the box, real simple. I got two fighters here. There's no way we can ever predict what would happen. I mean, we could predict, but it would never happen. Right. Sugar Ray Leonard, 36-3-1 in his career, 25Ks. Floyd Mayweather, 50-0-27Ks. Who do you like from these two and why? And if you had to predict a fight amongst them, who would you take and also why? But let's start with the first one. Who do you like from these two? Well, two different styles, obviously. But they're very similar. Very similar. Speed. They both have speed. Yeah. You know, very fast. You know, but Sugar Ray, Showboat, Showman, you know, Flashier, Floyd, a technician, defensive mastermind. So two different styles. But like you said, they're similar in, in ways. But if I would have had to pick between them fighting right now today you know because they're from different eras obviously you know love the sugar ray fights man him and hitman hearns oh, man baby. marvelous marvin hagler oh man wilfred benitez <laughs> all those guys man. <laughs> those are fights you can watch over and over yes, and sir. over you know non-stop the bro, oh, action the, the, the no mas non-stop action yeah you know? the no mas yeah so there's a reason right there why you know people don't like watching floyd mayweather fight He's too defensive, you know, counter-punching, not enough action. And they'll say Sugar Ray, obviously, is the flashier fighter. But if I were to have to take a win, Well, obviously, hold up. If we were doing pay-per-viewers, obviously Sugar Ray. Right, 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 right. But let's take out that and let's go to what you was about to say right now. Yeah, if I were to, to pick a winner in a, in a fight now, I would have to say Floyd Mayweather takes that fight based on his defensive capabilities and counter-punching. Because if you look at Sugar Ray's fights, man, in the past, he's had some losses where he didn't do well against counter-punchers. Right, you know? right. But he brings the fight always. He brings the fight. He brings the fight. Yeah, he always brings the fight. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah, what else you got? I want to hear more than that, man. You're a specialist, man. I want to hear more than that. <laughs> yeah, let's talk I mean, there's him, not man. much more I can say, you know, speed versus speed. And then it just comes down to the defense between the two guys. And Floyd has the slight edge in that. Right. Okay, so I'm going to look at it like from this perspective. If they fought three times, I think Sugar Ray would beat him twice. See, I would reverse it and say Floyd Yeah, you twice. like Floyd. Yeah, you like Floyd. Yeah. Uh, Sugar is the smartest Floyd in the ring. He fights you. He learns as he goes. Right. The thing is, Floyd is more, a little more observant than him. And I would maybe say a little more smarter than him. Right. But I don't think all that slick stuff that he, that prevailed him in this era would have worked in the era when Sugar Ray was fighting. And this is one thing that you forgot to mention that I'm going to acknowledge you real fast is if, if Floyd would have fought in Sugar Ray's era, having to go through Marvelous Marvin Hagler, Tommy Hitman Hearns. That would have took a lot out of Floyd's body. Of unlike without, today's without a doubt. fighters, a doubt. that he's yeah. breezing through them and he's going to a club right after. Not taking damage, correct? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So he'll have mileage, right? And having mileage to me would prevail 
Sugar Ray to beat him. I, I agree But I like what that. you I said. I like what you said. Today, I would have, probably have to go with Floyd because he doesn't have mileage to me. Right, right, I don't right. care how old he is. He breezed through all those fights, bro. Exactly. What's the poppy's toughest fight to you? What was it, Kodo? Uh, Maybe Kodo, because Kodo fought him pretty good. Right. And uh, what's that Spanish guy that just keeps throwing blows? Madonna? Madonna. Madonna. He, Madonna. he gave him a tough time. <laughs> he gave him a tough also. time. But that's it. That's it, right. Because he breezed through everybody else. What I love about Sugar, he fought what the peoples wanted when they wanted When it. they wanted, right. Floyd never does that. He picks and chooses. Yes, yes. And, and, yes. and I understand why, because he got it. He's got it like that to do that. Right. But to me, as a fighter, just put your gloves on and get it popping, dog. Like, right. forget all that. You know, I want smaller gloves. I want to fight in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> right. Forget that, dog. Just strap them up and get busy. And that's what I like. That's right. That's why I like Sugar. Sugar's more aggressive. Sugar's smart. He, I think he's quick enough to get the Floyd. And Floyd had trouble with brawlers. Like you said, yes. Maidana, Cotto. And you Sugar know, Sugar Ray could turn that to, to that to type a brawl, of fight. To a brawl, I mean, yeah. that's what I like about Sugar. He can fight many different, many different many styles different ways, and dimensions. Yeah. But Floyd does got the best defense ever. I mean, when you do that stuff like this, where you just hit elbows and, and back, and, <laughs> I mean, it's almost impossible to hit that dude. And he wears a lot of fighters down. Sugar Ray, another thing, he lost 14 pounds in one fight against Tommy Edman Hearns when they had those 15-round bouts. Wow, wow, Which wow. told yeah. me, yeah. if you can last 15, 15 rounds. rounds and lose 14 pounds or 12 pounds, whatever it was, yeah. what's these 12-round bouts today, bro? Right. Mayweather won't get this boy tired, man. <laughs> Not at all, man. <laughs> yeah. So I'll yeah. take Sugar. Okay. Two out of three fights if they fought three times. Okay. And uh, you take, you say you take Floyd. I'll, I'll roll with Floyd, yeah. So, yeah. let me ask you another question. Who's your best boxer ever? Best boxer ever, man. There's so many, but if you have to I, give can't, I can't, I can't, I can't name just one. The reason why I asked you that, because you like Floyd so much, I thought you would say Floyd. I mean, on paper, obviously, you know, with the record, on paper, right, he's got to right. be number one. But right. I love fighters like Mike Tyson, you know. There you go. Sugar Ray Leonard is up there. There you go. You know, even cats like Oscar De La Hoya. Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah the golden so boy, many, man. You know, there's so many. Yeah, let me tell you something, man. I understand he's 50 and 0. Statistically, he is one of the top fighters, or maybe the top fighter. Right. But he's not even in my top five, though, because he's too one-dimensional for me. He's just, he's Great at defense and his stamina. Right. And he's real smart. I give him all that. But when I hear the word fighting, me coming from back in the days, and this is where I, I, I bump heads with a lot of, like, boxing specialists. Analyst, yeah. Because they'd be like, Al, boxing's not about hitting and get hit. It's about hitting and not, not getting get hit. hit. Right. And I got to get used to that because where I'm from, right. it was hit to get hit. Yeah. Sugar Ray, Tommy Hearns, uh... What's the white boy that went 49 and 0? Uh, man, what's his name? That Ray Leonard beat his record. Marciano. Marciano. There you go. Stop acting like you don't remember, man. <laughs> Marvelous Marvin Hagler. Yes. You know what I mean? Hitman yes. Hurley. Hitman, matter of fact, my best, what was your best fight ever? Before we, we get off the air, name me your best fight you ever seen in a boxing ring. Man. 
I can't pick Give me one. two. Give me two. I know it's hard to pick one. I Give like me two. Sugar Ray versus Hagler. Okay. And then Sugar Ray versus Hitman Hearns, man. Okay. So both of them. So you ain't got Mike and none of them? His fights were too quick, man. Okay, okay. Buster <laughs> Douglas one was a good fight, though. He got beat up. But... Oh, man, but yeah. listen, listen. <laughs> Mike had some problems going into that fight, bro. Right, right. So, a lot of issues, a lot of issues. Yeah. My best fight I ever seen in my life uh-huh. was one of the quickest fights ever. Really? Marvelous Marvin Hagler, Tommy Hearns went three rounds. <laughs> when I tell you that... I remember that the fight. the bell went... Ding, ding, ding. All you see, these guys trying to kill themselves. Yo, they were trying to kill each other, bro. They packed 12 rounds My in dude, three rounds. In they three packed, rounds. There was more action than 12. Let me tell you something. Dump three rounds were better than 15 of Mayweather fights combined. Agreed. Agreed. Taking his best highlights off each right. fight. Right. I don't even have a second fight. That's how good this fight was. Okay. And I've tried, and I love the the um, Hearns Sugar Ray fight right, when he lost right. all that weight. But when I tell you, when you got two brothers that hate each other, just swinging for the fence, and they were k- trying to kill each other. Yes. And I love both of them to death because of this fight, because they let it all, all hang out. out. That's right. It wasn't no, I don't want my speech to turn when I get older. I don't want to pee different when I get older. They were there. To they fight. went in there, and whoever came out alive, survival or the fittest, bro. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm gonna end it with that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh. Okay, we're going to end it right now. Take a break. Okay. Oh, you already? She had to take a break. Okay, I, thought, I didn't know you shot it down. Thank God you did. Because you had me stuttering. Okay, right now? Okay, we're going to go on break. We'll be right back. What's going on, peoples? Uh, last segment of the show. Uh, give us an update before I keep going. It uh, just update in college basketball. University of Kentucky forty-five, Auburn Tigers forty-four. Twelve minutes and forty-two seconds wow, left. Wow, we got a game. You got the Wildcats versus the Tigers. I knew it would be sweet, man. Only thing is, without a call, you, I just thought that Auburn would struggle more, but they're showing me a Making lot. Making the man. adjustments, yeah. Yeah, they're showing me yeah, a lot. Calipari coach team. Okay, so we're going to go with a freestyle session. This is something I didn't write down, but it's very interesting. We're going to go back to L.A. We're going to go to the Lakers, man. Uh, they're making news that they're going to shut LeBron down for the last six games. They should have been shut him down. Why? Once they wasn't going to make it to the playoffs, you should have shut them down. Right, right. Yeah, and, and I don't know why you're making it big news. And there's a lot of stories going about they going out to Kim, uh, Kemba Walker. It's so much disarray over there, buddy. I, I don't even know where to start, where they'll go with it. Give me a take on what's going on with the Lakers, and then I'll just I'll, I'll piggy bank, man. I mean, I really don't like what's going on in, with the Lakers, but you got to realize they have injuries there. The team is young. This is LeBron's first year. I want to say cut him some slack, you know. So <laughs> but you're giving him a pass. I give him a pass for the first year, and he was I ain't injured. Him a pass. And he was injured, so you're right. right. He should have rested when he wasn't going to the playoffs. He should have rested and heal and just get ready for next year. 
Yeah, forget about them individual achievements. Forget about that. I mean, maybe that's just pride, you know? pride creeping in, you know? That's, that's LeBron. LeBron yeah, doing yeah. LeBron. So. But what, what do you do if you're the Lakers? I mean, you, they're talking Kemba Walker. Obviously, he's just going to be a baby piece to what they need in L.A. Who you got your eyes on in the offseason for free agency or maybe a trade? Who would you like to see go to the Lakers? Well, I, don't, I mean, somebody that is going to happen. Like, don't say Kevin Durant because that's <laughs> not going to happen. Here. What, what about Anthony Davis? How's he looking? They got to give up a lot to get him, they though. Are, give they up willing, a lot? are they willing to give up basically all the young guys? Right, right. I mean, me personally, if I'm a Laker fan, I'll say no because I'm okay. thinking of the future. Okay. But if I'm a fan that just wants to win now, and I know that LeBron's years are coming to an end, right. you got to make right. this trade. Like Magic Johnson. Magic's not going to stay on board in that brass for more than those three, four years. You Magic, you make this trade. Yeah, I agree. Because you want to win now. You, you ain't got time to develop and continue. We are, they already developed this year and work. You need a proven player Yes. that has, you know, championship potential. And that's Anthony Davis. Yeah, and I down. think there's one guy they have to get. He's got ties to the organization, Clay Thompson. I think they, I don't know if he's going to leave Dub Nation. I know he loves Dub Nation, but I think if the Lakers spend a, a nice amount of money and guarantee him more touches that he's getting in Dub Nation, yeah. I would love to see Anthony Davis and Clay Thompson with LeBron. I think that would be your next big three right there. See, I don't, I don't see that happening because – Dub Nation, it's like a family. And when you lose a big piece like Clay Thompson, that's like breaking up the family. So I don't think that's going to happen. Do you consider Kevin Durant family? <laughs> that's a good question, he's man. Yeah, he's leaving, so <laughs> make sure you say this right because he's leaving. You know right, right, right. And all it usually takes is one family member to leave to that stuff to start messing he's up rolling. real fast. Right, right. So, what's your take, though? Is he going to stay, or is he coming to L.A., or what, what, what do you think? I think Clay's going to stay. You I think, think Clay he's going to stay? Yeah. Well, I think he stays if Draymond leaves and Kevin Durant leaves, because I think now he can, he can set himself up to make more money, which he deserves. I agree with that, too. Because he, he earned his it. money, and I think it. he wants more responsibility. I think he's don't, he don't want to be the third, fourth go-to guy no more. Right. He wants to be... At max, the number two guy. I love Clay, man. I don't think he's a third or fourth guy. I think he's in the. <laughs> he's in like Me the personally. Top. I think he's the top, a top notch third go to guy. Okay. I don't think he creates good enough on offense. He feeds off the screens. Right. His audio open shots. You see how Curry shaking bakes these guys. That's not Clay's game. Right, 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 right. And Durant also can do that. He's a pop. He's a pop, pop yes. shooter for sure. So it's hard sure. to make a pop shooter your number two go-to right. guy okay. and be successful. The only reason why he's been they've been successful because he's been like they three four. Clay Thompson reminds me of Ray Allen. He's like Ray Allen. Yeah, you know how Ray Allen was the third for Boston. Okay, you see there what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin Durant, Paul Pierce. They can make Ray yeah. Allen. You see what I'm saying? But um. Real fast, we got about a minute left. What the Lakers? What you want, Anthony Davis? Who else you want? You said Clay Thompson ain't gonna happen. Who else they need to get real quick before we close out this show, man? Well, I think that's the biggest piece of the puzzle right there. Because if you look at the cats that they have now, Kyle Kuzma, 
great player. Yeah. I mean, Lonzo Ball, he's going to be your outside shooter, you know, maybe a little bit of a distraction for the other players. Brandon Ingram turned it on late. Yeah, they got all the tools necessary right now. I think they just need to bring Anthony Davis in. No, but they're going to have to sacrifice these young guys. You're not oh, going right, to have right, right, these right, guys. Right, right. That's right, that's right. You're not going to get Anthony Davis and keep these <laughs> right, guys. Right, right, no. right. Think they're going to give up, what, three, three of their players? Yeah, three at, least of their three, players? at least three wow. with a draft pick. Yeah, uh, Pelicans know what Anthony Davis is worth. They're not, it ain't Christmas time. They're not giving nothing away. <laughs> right, yeah, they ain't right, giving right. nothing away. Christmas isn't early. This is what I'm saying. This <laughs> yeah. is why the Lakers got a tough decision to make. They do, a decision they to do. Make. You either empty out the young guys, bring in a, a set of veterans and try to win it now, or you just say, you know what? I mean, I hate to say it. I might have to agree with Will, the money line guy, which I kind of said the Lakers might have LeBron on the block. But you can trade LeBron and get with the most you could get for LeBron. I know that's not going to happen because the investment that happened to get yeah. LeBron. Yeah. But that might not be a bad option. Then you can keep these young guys, get some proven players now, and then maybe you have a, a two-year window, three-year window, where then you can start making a playoff push and have a bunch of young guys kind of like with Dub Nation grew up together. Right, right. But if they give up these young guys, bye-bye to their future, man. Because I can see once LeBron leaves, all them other guys are going to leave, then you got to really rebuild from the bottom. From the bottom, yeah. And right now they they past the bottom right now. <laughs> they like in midsection of it. Yeah, so... Thank you, guys. That's the Lakers story. Thank you. Uh, like I said, always go into Zeno.fm, CWN Sports, the Al York Sports Show, the Round Table. Thank you, viewers. Thank you, listeners. My boy here, Justin Yu, a.k.a. The Specialist. We love y'all each and every Sunday. We on 11 Pacific, 2 Eastern. Don't forget to tune in because if you don't tune in, you losing out. Al York Sports. Thank you for listening to the Al York Sports Show.